0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hype Function. I'm your host, Jeffrey White, and we are here. We're here on Spotify or your favorite podcast streaming services. We're here to talk about the entertainment industry, specifically Star Wars, maybe some Marvel DC stuff, maybe a little video game or two. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm again, I'm your host, Jeffrey White, um, and I'm so excited to be here for this monthly podcast. And I have a very special guest joining me. He's a good friend, and he is an amazing host of the star wars underworld podcast which you can find every thursday night live on the star wars underworld network youtube channel dominic jones how are you doing man
1: ah i am good to be here i I, I, what am i saying is that a sentence i am good to be here. i am glad to be here yeah (laughs) i am good and happy to be here that's words (laughs) i uh, i it's it's friday as we're recording this and so my brain is just fried i don't know i've just lost the ability to speak i mean it's I, fr- I, it's I, fried
0: because it's friday dominic
1: exactly i used all of my um all of my speaking abilities on on thursday on the pod on <laughs> on my show and now i'm like i've got nothing left over so you're just gonna get the word salad that um <laughs> that that i can think of um and it may or may not make sense we'll find out together so It's
0: interesting. Um, The last time we chatted was Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. Mm. and But it it was an incredible experience. I know you've been to a lot of celebrations, but for me, it was my first one. And it was just like, whoa, this is sweet. Um, Are you going to next month's Star Wars Celebration in London?
1: I am. I am. I've got my plane ticket. I've got my convention ticket. I've got my hotel booked. I've got um, got my panel that I'm gonna be on. I'm all I'm all set. I'm all excited.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I've been seeing Lucas uh, Lucasfilm and the, the Star Wars the uh, the social media channels have been posting all these cool guests coming on. Finally, I'm having Annabelle Davis from uh, you know obviously the daughter of Warwick Davis, um, but she's a big character on Willow. Yeah, and it's just, it's so cool. You get to see the Willow love now because because that's that just came out not too long ago
1: yeah can i can i I tell you something jeff yeah what's Um, up when they showed us the willow preview at star wars celebration last year yeah i hated it i was so (laughs) i was so like why are you wasting time at star wars (laughs) celebration on this other thing and so i was like resentful of the show and then about a month before the show came out they put out another trailer for it i watched and i went oh this actually looks like a show i might like hmm what am i gonna do and so i watched the willow movie and i'm like all right this is kind of cool maybe i'll maybe i'll get into it we'll see and then the first two episodes came out and i was just hooked i was like i'm yeah. i'm in i am in a thousand percent and like i looked forward to new episodes of willow every wednesday like it was the mandalorian like i, I was so into it <laughs> And like they got to the end of season one, and I'm like, you gotta make season two, get us a second season, and and so now I'm 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 hoping that at celebration, uh, in April, uh, that the Willow cast will be there, so yeah. that I can make amends, and you <laughs> know when they announce season two, I can lead the whooping and hollering uh, <laughs> over how how exciting that news is. Uh, because uh, I, I just, I just loved that show, and I got so into it in a way that I, I really wasn't expecting. But I, I just loved it. You, I think I,
0: I, I never realized. I, I think Willow kind of flew under the radar in the Star Wars fandom in some ways because yeah. we have so much going on. We just had Andor. We have the Bad Batch right now. Obviously, Celebration, Mandalorian coming up, and like all these things going on I think it's easy for Star Wars fans to pass up on Willow because of the sheer amount of content but I was intrigued when you wrote on your Substack, um like your blog Mm -hmm. that that um let's see you have this amazing title of this article you are great it's time to admit I was wrong about Willow yep (laughs) what inspired you to write about this
1: well like as soon as those two first episodes came out I was like oh I like this show. I'm gonna have to like <laughs> me a culpa this because at our if you remember Jeff at our uh, podcast party ah. that, that night of, of celebration, the night yep. of the of that big panel, IHOP, I, at IHOP, um, we did our show and when we got to the Willow portion of the thing, I said and I quote, I was bored as hell uh, <laughs> during that segment. And you know, to be fair, I wasn't all that interested in what they were saying. <laughs> like that's that's what it was. but i I had sort of started on this mm-hmm. on this wrong foot with uh, with Willow. And so after those first two episodes came out, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to own this. I'm gonna have to do like a mea culpa." And I then I thought, oh, I should wait till like another episode comes out just oh. to be sure, just to that's be how, sure they, how they how they hook good. you in yeah just to make sure i was i i really am i really was wrong about the show and so I, I watched the third episode and i wrote about half of the post and then things just got busy with the holidays and life and all that stuff and i didn't get around to finishing it until like the week the finale aired uh which was kind of kind of worked out well, just timing wise, you know, it was sort of what, what was, uh, you know, it was front of mind that week because the, the finale was airing. Um, so I, I, I finished it then. But yeah, the, the title, see, all, all I ever knew about Willow prior to watching the movie about, you know, four months ago. Was that it starred Warwick Davis, it was written by George, and it was directed by Ron Howard. I knew nothing else about it, except that at some point, somebody in the movie said, you are great. And I had always assumed that somebody said that to Willow. I Didn't and so when I watched the movie for the first time and I saw that it was Willow talking about Mad Mardigan, it was talking about Val Kilmer, and he goes, You oh, great! Uh, I was like, Oh wow, but I, I've come to find out that that line isn't as iconic as I thought it was because, like, that was like the one thing I knew about this thing, and and I titled the post that because that was I thought like this is an iconic line from Willow, and people are like really you think willow's the best show on television i'm like well, maybe it's not the best show on television but i'm referencing the line you know you are great and people are like huh <laughs> um people are like what the, what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah um so yeah but but uh, i loved 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 the show and i think uh, a second season has to be made and a third season has to be made i think that they tease that with the books at the end um and, and i think
0: uh, i think another interesting thing about willow and i noticed this um at celebration um, is, I think you you write in the in your Substack that it that will it round up briefly becoming a retrospective on Solo a Star Wars story because yeah. a lot of these folks who worked on the movie like obviously Warwick Davis, Aaron Kellyman's in the new Willow, John Casden, Ron Howard, they've worked on they were key figures in Solo, and you know hashtag make Solo two happen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I I mean I admit like. I was intrigued by it. I heard of Willow. I knew about it and whatnot, and I was very interested in it. But um, I, what was I going to say? But I remember when I was at the, like, I talked about this at IHOP, that when I was on the show floor celebration at the Star Wars live stage mm-hmm. at the starwars.com live stage, again, I, I also cannot talk tonight, Dominic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. That, that it started off with, with a couple of Willow interviews, like a lot of these creative folks and the cast and crew, and I, I could tell the vibe and around me was like meh, whatever, who cares? Yeah, like no <laughs> nobody was like booing or heckling, but like, like you kind of got that uh, mellow vibe. And then, like I said on your podcast, it erupted when John Favreau and Dave Filoni came out, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. So I, I think how you felt was probably um, was probably also felt by a lot of the people that were at Celebration, a lot of people paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, but I think I think. But I think Willow is so fascinating in that it, it's a complete, it's often a different audience than Star Wars. There's a lot of different folks, a lot of folks I know who are not Star Wars fans are really interested in Willow. Like they loved the movie. Like it was that unique kind of a cult classic, uh, kind of a kind of like labyrinth that George Lucas also made in the 80s. And I think something this is of no, unless I am wrong, Dominic, I believe this is the first non-Star Wars Lucasfilm product since Strange Magic.
1: Am I right? That sounds right. Yeah. I I think you're probably, I think you're onto something there. Um, But yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, bringing out Willow at Celebration was an interesting choice, right? Because it was, it it was kind of unknown and, and, you know, it's built off the the nostalgia for, like you said, a cult classic movie um, that, you know, there's no guarantee that the people involved or the people that are watching that are into star wars right now have seen and so like you know when warwick was there and when ron howard was there and, and john Kasdan and you know when they are talking about it um you know people are sort of listening because of the solo connection mm-hmm. but like when the cast was talking about it i it you know it was like you know i think aaron kellyman got a big whoop because, again because of solo yep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. every everybody else was just sort of like huh okay and warwick. Now, warwick
0: davis too yeah
1: yeah yeah but but uh but now i think you know, if they, they show up at celebration, given that this show I think was successful and I think found an audience similar to the Star Wars audience, you know, I I think if um uh you know uh Alora Dannon and um <laughs> I'm just gonna call them their character names Princess Kit uh you know like Ruby Cruz and um Ellie Bamber and and um mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Revolori and, and those guys, if they showed up on stage at Celebration now, you know, after the show has been out, I feel like they get a much warmer reception. I feel like the season two trailer is a lot more sort of impactful because people are, are, are ha- actually have a frame of reference for it. You know, you can bring out... Um, you know, a, a new cast of Star Wars uh, Star Wars actors at Star Wars Celebration, and people will just be excited just because it's it's Star Wars. <laughs> but with Willow, it took a little bit more selling, and I think the first season does a good job at 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 selling that.
0: Yeah, I think it's inter- interesting because Lucasfilm is finally starting to diversify itself a bit and do more non-Star Wars titles. Um, I know, you know, obviously Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny coming in just a few months now and it, it's just cool like again that's another one where we saw harrison ford you know john williams doing the music right yeah. you now these beloved star wars figures doing this and i don't remember this uh sorry to pivot to the indiana jones thing i, I we will go back to willow in a sec but uh is george lucas an executive producer on the indie movie is, that's that's official right
1: i i don't know i i haven't really been keeping up on the with the ins and outs of uh of, of indie um I, I you know I've seen the trailers, obviously. I think it looks I think it looks cool, but I, I, I don't really know uh much beyond, you know, the basics of who's in it and who's directing it.
0: Yeah, I saw uh, an interview with John Williams this morning that um he that he was really complimenting James Mangold, the director, saying, Oh, he's an amazing director, really yeah. good job and whatnot. But nice. But anyways, to to pivot back to Willow, um I think it's yeah, I think it's what makes it So special is that you know, back in the 80s, it was a huge deal. Warwick Davis being the star of his own movie and having, you know, like having him, his talent be appreciated by George Lucas. And I think it's so incredible that enough people loved it back then. I remember, I think it was John Kasten who was talking about how he really loved Willow and he had wanted for the longest time. get back into it and it wasn't until him and ron howard were making solo that he could like bring it up like oh what if we went back to willow the willow world and it's just incredible like how that all came out yeah
1: yeah absolutely well and like uh you know i think i think there's so many great epic fantasy stories that are being told on tv now but they all take themselves so seriously (laughs) and 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 as they should, you know, like I, I, you know, I like I loved House of the Dragon, and I loved Game of Thrones before it, and and you know those shows took themselves very very seriously, um, and that's the tone that they're striking, um, and whereas Willow, I feel like it walks the tightrope better at being a little bit more irreverent, being a little bit funnier. Uh, did it maybe go a little too far in its quippiness in some places? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but mm-hmm. like the, the dude who played Thraxus Borman, like that guy is just so funny and he's so good. And uh, you know all the banter and the back and forth between the cast and and uh, work is is you, you know work sort of got his start in you know sort of action movies like Star Wars and Willow. But really, man's a, a comic actor when you look at what he's done since then. Uh, you know he's a he's a he's a he's very very funny and and so I think they they correctly leaned into um in, into into that with this mm-hmm. show and it and it so it, it winds up feeling like it's it's a it's a little bit more of a fun adventure uh even though you know the stakes are pretty high
0: so do you consider yourself a full-on willow fan now part of the willow fandom
1: oh yeah oh yeah i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm ready for as you know as soon as that second season is announced <laughs> I, i'm there i'm there
0: so is that like a legit thing or is this just uh you hoping
1: well, the the way the season ends, right? The, the the they it ends with a teaser that suggests that they right. have, you know, two more seasons at least worth of content, and and um, you know they haven't announced it yet, um, but we shall see. I'm uh, so I'm I'm sort of trying to will it into existence. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it. I feel like It, it would. Be, I think it would be such a missed opportunity not to do more of it.
0: Hey, if they could do Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the final season anything's possible, Dominic. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's so speaking true. so speaking of Star Wars, um man, there's so much to talk about again, like I said before, so much is happening. But um we are just a few days away from The Mandalorian season 3, which might as well be sort of kind of Mandalorian season 4 because of the Book of Boba Fett, but uh I it was funny. I was visiting a family last weekend, Dominic, and I was w- showing them um the the uh, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian season two, just to get like excited, and every time Grogu's on screen, I'm like, oh, look at Baby Yoda, <laughs> so cute! And um, wow, I I'm just so incredibly excited for this. Um, I I feel like I spent a long time coming because yes. we didn't get we didn't get Mandalorian in November and December or January like we usually do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes this interesting. Um, what is your hype level right now for Amanda?
1: It's very, very high. It's very, very high. You know, I think, um I think this this new season I, I've said this before, but I think this new season is, is kind of is actually gonna be the show that I thought The Mandalorian was gonna be when I first started hearing about it um you know before the show was even announced there were some rumblings that you know jo- what John Favreau was working on was kind of like a Mandalorian story and it would involve you know like the restoration of Mandalore you know that's a term we've been hearing since you know mid 2018 um and and the first season is like hey here's a bounty hunter and it was awesome like don't get me wrong I, you know the first season's terrific uh and the second season sort of ex- expanded on that but you look at that third season and you look at the, the trailers for it it's just like it's like so many mandalorians and so much more uh like focused on on that side of it it's le- it, it. you know I, I obviously i don't know what it's going to be like but you know the first season uh especially in the second season to a lesser degree we're really sort of, you know, quest of the week, um, which I, I, which can be great. And I love that. And I think the bad batch is doing an excellent job mm-hmm. at, at that right now. Um, but I, I think this, this season looks like it's going to kind of kick into high gear and, and go, you know, really build, build to something substantial involving, you know, the future and the past of, of Mandalore.
0: I think something that's so, that has been fascinating about the show thus far is we learn of Mandalore and the Mandalorian culture through a different perspective, through this kind of cult that Dinjarin is in. And just like, you know, you know, this is the way, you know, you can never take your helmet off, you know, these sort of traditions that they have. It's very different from like, you know, we've seen Bo-Katan, you know, the Fets and, you know, all these Mandalorians in the past who behave very differently from that. So I think it, I loved how the the show over time has been easing us into um, like learning more about how Dinjarin is in the wider scale of the, the galaxy, of society, and of the Mandalorian culture. While also at the same time, Dinjarin is is being different. He took his helmet off and became shunned from the Mandalorians, even though he has the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And so, I wonder because. It's interesting that like Mandalorian obviously now has more of a bond to Grogu, uh, now thinks of Grogu like all of us do, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and just to see where will this go? Will there be a, a, a Mandalore Civil War, um, kind of like there was during the Clone Wars? And so I'm very curious to see like how that'll work out. I wonder if there will be any subtle hints to the Clone Wars and like maybe any like a subtle connection, sort of like seeing Ahsoka. You know, and obviously Bo-Katan. I'm very curious to see like what will happen. I'm curious to see how Mandalore will look in live action form. And you know, obviously, just knowing that it has Dave Filoni's you know fingerprints all over it, that you know he helped create this sort of thing with the Clone Wars and you know Pre Vizsla, Bo-Katan, and and whatnot. I there's just so much that could happen, Dominic. And Mm my hype levels through the roof <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i feel yeah i i'm i'm in a similar spot i feel like um, uh, you know where the the series left off and where the story has been left off is is in a really enticing place and everything and and it's going and it's now going to the places i think we've been hoping it would go for a while and, and, you know, you mentioned live action Mandalore, you know, I feel like just that that existence, the, the fact that we, 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 it seems like we're going there, that uh, that's, you know, prime real estate for uh, Clone Wars references and Clone Wars homages. And I I feel like that sort of thing is something we're going to we're going to see a lot of. And it's going to be and Rebels. really exciting. And Rebels, too. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Certainly. I You know, there's a there's a Rebels character that's going to show up in, in Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> and I, I w- it wouldn't shock me if we see her in this first.
0: Oh, 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 duh! yeah, Sabine Wren. I was, yeah. I was thinking Chopper because they announced that as well.
1: <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool too. Wouldn't shock me if he, uh, if he found his way in. But uh, yeah, I mean, S- S- Sabine is a Mandalorian. Yeah, feels like she should be on the Mandalorian. So I we- wonder we'll what. Now that we talk about it, I wonder how connected
0: Ahsoka will be with the Mandalore happenings that we have in season three. Um it depends on when Ahsoka releases, of course, but I wonder if there will be sort of a connection there. I mean <sighs> okay, so I, I need some clarity on this, Dominic, because I've been hearing different things over the months or so. Is this a prequel or a sequel? Ahsoka. Is Ahsoka a prequel or a sequel to like some of the Mandalorian stuff or a concurrency?
1: I, it'll it'll be either a, a concurrency or sequel i i think it'll probably because it's coming out after season three of the mandalorian it'll Mm -hmm. take place after season three of the mandalorian i I don't think it'll continue dinjarin's story at least not in the way that the book of boba fett did yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but it will you know the events that take place in in season three especially if they involve sabine or even ahsoka um because that's still on the table i think uh you know i think those will have happened and those will ahsoka will use whatever happens to those characters in season three as a, as a jumping off point for its own story.
0: Yeah. uh, Sort of like they did the same thing with Fennec and Boba Fett in season two, you know, and then having that connect to the book of Boba Fett. Um, What do you think of Cobb Vance? What do you think we'll see much of him this season?
1: I hope so. I I feel like he, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's kind of maybe being set up for something more. Um, you know, obviously they 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 brought him back at the end of Book of Boba Fett and the yeah. post credit scene, so I I feel like there's there's you know something is planned there. I uh, I don't know if it's just for him to be a a recurring character on The Mandalorian and and all the other shows, all the other spinoff shows. I feel like it's more likely that he's going to be you know maybe the star of his own show i feel like that's a a, a real possibility and and I, I i think you you know you don't hire an actor of the the quality and the stature of timothy oliphant if you don't intend to to use him uh in in that way
0: i i they could do i mean i've seen like video games and films do like a fake out where you have like a big star in the beginning you think they're going to be the big thing and then nope they dead they, they ain't yeah, coming it, back
1: it, it, it could be the you know but but They've already kind of played. They've they already fired that shot, right? Because they they Cad Bane killed him, mm-hmm. quote unquote, yeah. in in Book of Boba Fett, and I don't think you bring him back just to kill him again. Um, you know, you know, the Game of Thrones. You know, doesn't kill Sean Bean to you know bring him back again a season later.
0: I uh, do. You, speaking of a uh, Cad Bane, do you think he's going to come back to life? I, I have to ask this. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I, I think no. I think no. I think he's. I think he's dead. I think he's going to stay dead. Um, We're good. He, yeah. I think he's done. <laughs> I think he's done. Unfortunately, hey, I you dis- know th-
0: it could be that, a Disney villain death, man. Nobody dies. That, you learned that <laughs> early from from the child, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I've I. I the Cad Bane stuff, yeah. I've rewatched Book of Boba Fett recently, just started mm-hmm. to get in the right headspace for for Mando season three, and I, I liked Book of Boba Fett a lot better on on rewatch. Um, but the Cad Bane, the way they handle Cad Bane, to me, I think is, I think one of the bigger disappointments in that show, <laughs> not because he was poorly acted or poorly executed or anything like that. They just it. It's, it's, his whole rivalry with Boba is based on unseen Clone Wars arcs that we're left yeah. to kind of try and guess at, and, and I, I just don't think that works. I think had needed to be brought into the story earlier so we could learn about his his uh, his history with Boba, and there were so many there were so many fake outs uh, early on in that show with the you know the twins and, and that sort of thing, which you know I, I love I love the as a concept. Uh, but I feel like you you should have used that time to better establish Boba and, and his relationship and his history with Cad Bane, so that you spell out a little bit more of of what what went on between the two of them. But also, you know, leave a little leave a little mystery there in case they ever want to you know animate those Clone Wars episodes as a you know an eighty minute uh, animated movie one day for Disney Plus. Yeah, that's
0: yeah hopefully you know we'll have something like a tales of the jedi kind of thing you know like the, t- yeah. the tales of boba fett you know <laughs> <laughs> like that that'll probably sell like hot cakes because everybody loves boba fett as we all know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i am um, i my number one sh- uh t-shirt is a boba fett shirt it's incredible nice um nice, yeah nice. absolutely um but um and then i have to ask this as well sorry dominic but uh will we have luke skywalker back maybe <laughs> I, think, I think sorry I only say sorry because like it's one of those like it's most likely not going to happen let's be real you know Luke had his time to shine but like I have to ask you know
1: <laughs> I think I think Luke I think we see a lot of Skywalkers in the Ahsoka show Ooh. and and so I think I, I don't think we're done with Luke Skywalker by any stretch of the imagination in the larger Mando verse but in season three, I yeah. mean, I, I struggle to see it, but you know, for as much as we know about this season, so much of it is still shrouded in mystery. So who knows what could uh, who knows what secrets they're uh, they're holding
0: on to. By the way, I should also give a shout out. Um, I'm watching I have my TV on in the background and on ABC in the United States, they are airing Chapter One The Mandalorian. It's broadcast network debut <laughs> right now. I-
1: I find that so funny. I find that so funny that they're that they're doing that. Um, you know, it makes sense. Uh, but it's uh it's,
0: it's so it's funny seeing like a, a streaming show premiering on like actual it's not just on broadcast TV, it's also on a couple cable networks. So it's not FX and freeform. So it's like, wow, that's that's very interesting. It's so interesting. Like we're in a new territory with television with all these streaming stuff, man.
1: Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's pretty neat. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. But it's it's sort of odd that you know this the you know the shows that it's premiere on streaming, which is you know is the future. It's like well, we still got to show them on the old way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a corporate. Are there? Are there cor- yeah. Are there commercial breaks in it?
0: Well, considering the time slots, exactly one hour. Um, yes, although it's only been a few minutes, they hadn't aired any commercials I yet.
1: Got, I kind of want to know where the commercials are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um. I'm, I'll let you know if it is if if it if it is appropriate. Um, but yeah, um, were you going to say anything more about Luke Skywalker? Um, I, oh yeah, you said the Skywalker's in Ahsoka. You know what I want to see in Ahsoka? I want to see Hayden Christensen, Anakin, Force Ghost. Let's go. It's happening. It's happening.
1: It's happening. They,
0: they were saying, oh, he's going to be in Rise of Skywalker. Nope. We're going to get it in Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I, I i mean they the, the fact that hayden came back for obi-wan kenobi already and that you know that was yeah. so well received uh i think just um you know puts it puts it um you know i i can't see it not happening i you know it's been it's been rumored by very you know reputable um sources um you know it's was i think it was in the hollywood reporter and uh i think uh i can't imagine it it doesn't happen it it that that feels too important to that story uh, to ahsoka's story um to not include it so yeah oh wait can
0: i just say it's so cool seeing the old razor crest man i miss it you know the big yeah. old ship and yeah oh man i don't get me wrong i love the new n1 starfighter but i got a little nostalgia for the old razor Crest. that it's cl- the old, the it's old clunky razor crest, yeah it's as clunky as an actual razor <laughs> <laughs> um so it was that babu frick or is that a member of a species in season three
1: i think it's babu frick i think it's babu frick it could well it could well just be you know another another of a species but i i like to think it's it's actually babu
0: i yeah hopefully they bring uh, what was her name shirley henderson i think she was the voice in rise of skywalker yeah and it would just it's just so cool. Babu Frick, I, I love it so much. Like there's so many like characters in Star Wars that are like so cute that you just want to love and <laughs> giggle at. But man, so that's gonna be so cool. Um and I think just like seeing Mando and Grogu just going on adventures again. I yep. think it's what we've wanted for a while. Yeah. And I to see it that... finally happening is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's happening. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't, I can't. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this other little Mandalorian tidbit, I think you talked about it yesterday on the SW podcast. Uh, John Favreau had an interview saying that season four is not the end of Mandalorian. Now, now, first off, first off, we haven't even had season three and now yeah. you're talking about season four. And now you're saying it's not the end that there's going to be more seasons. That's not really, you know, there's not, I, I I had no clue, Dominic, that shows go only four seasons. I I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah
1: <laughs> i i thought it was odd that um that 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 was even a, a take but you know people have been saying for forever that oh you know mandalorian's only going to go two seasons oh, it's only going to go three seasons see <laughs> all these you know some of the some of the um more sensationalist uh quote-unquote insiders love to run with that um but i i it's such a flagship for for disney and and for star wars that i i can't imagine that they that they drop that they they don't go for the full the full series for like you know five six seasons and and you know all these spin-off shows are, are i think are revolving around the mandalorian the mandalorian is the the center of of the the universe um in this sort of post return of the jedi story that they're telling
0: yeah and i think i wonder more like how this overall arc will connect with the sequel trilogy if it does at all. There's a, there's kind of been subtle references here and there. Like you have the resistance theme being used when seeing the Rangers of the New Republic. Um in I believe it was season two. And then um the in the book of Boba Fett seeing Luke's Jedi Academy. That was really cool as well. Yeah. But um it just it makes me wonder I wonder how much it'll connect with the sequel trilogy if it does at all.
1: I think it will. I think it'll tie in 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 um in, in meaningful ways, um, and and not the least least of which, you know, Babu Frick is is part of that. He's he's going to be. Yeah you know there's always you know there's, again there's always the, the 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 fake news that's out there that you know John Favreau is trying to retcon the sequel trilogy out of existence uh well dude keeps putting sequel trilogy stuff in his movies uh whether it's Boba Frick whether it's you know the Luke's Jedi Academy the look of it um there's a serious hint at snoke last season like uh, this this they're they're telling their own story but they're taking opportunities to to tie it in with the stuff that comes after them in the timeline. And I, I I think that's really exciting.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the best kind of media is ones that, you know, if they make references, number one for it to not be references for references sake, but to have like a meaningful element to the story. And that's where I think a lot of content in between the prequels and original trilogies are really good stuff like Jedi fallen order and rebels and like having enough connections to, um, Okay, so the okay. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, the show just went to commercial. Uh, it's right <laughs> when uh, Mando and uh, th- I forgot the other guy's name already. The prisoner.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, they just landed on.
1: Oh, God.
0: Uh, Navarro. Okay. Is that the name of the planet, or am I am I that tired? <laughs> that,
1: that that is a planet.
0: <laughs> but uh, the the planet where they're all kind of based at for a lot of yeah. season one. Yeah so yeah yeah right when they were like walking out of the razor crest and into the city um that is where they went to commercial so you were asking about that so that's what happened okay um cool. i i would have chosen um a, a, like a minute before when they were showing right after they showed the carbonite <laughs> <laughs> um and the prisoner being like oh <laughs> <laughs> thinking oh yeah mando's actually a big deal yeah and until grogu comes in and well, a lot of stuff happens.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, I love Mandalorian. But yeah, it's it's just very fascinating seeing where the Mandalorian is. And, you know, we don't have much content outside of maybe the aftermath trilogy, some uh, Battlefront two story, of showing what's in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And so, yeah. yeah, very very fascinating to see. You know, the more we learned about the let's call it the Mandoverse, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's a, a good way to, to, to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of good space, a lot of good storytelling space there for them to to play with. And so I, and I think they're doing a good job and I think, um, you know, it's, it's exciting because you can have hints at what's to come and you're building off of stuff that's come before, but it's a pretty open and they don't, you know, they're not um, limited in what they can do because all oh, this other movie or this other show uh, made by somebody else did is uh is locking them in blocking yeah. them into something yeah so there's
0: one more star wars thing that i want to talk about and this is another thing that you posted on your uh your half off the press uh blog and it's you got a couple of special folks to sign your lightsaber <laughs> L- like an autograph like what's what, what happened here dominic
1: yeah so um you know, you know me, Jeff, I'm a big hockey fan <laughs> uh, and I specifically am a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, they every year um, they do a, a, an outdoor practice where they they go. There's a rink outside City Hall in Toronto and uh, they, they the team shows up there and they do their practice outside and everybody is welcome to come and, and watch the practice and for for free. Um, and so, you know, I thought oh, that's, that'd be something fun to go to. That'd be cool. Um, and I connected with my friend, friend, uh, Dan, who, who created the, uh, or co-created the order 416, uh, costume club, which is like a Toronto based star Wars mm. group. And, I, and I, cause I know he's a big Leafs fan, Leafs fan too. And I said, Hey, are you going to this? He goes, yeah, I'm going to go get some autographs. You should come with me and get some autographs. I am like, all right, well, that sounds cool. And, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted people to sign. Um, you know, because, you know, you get an autograph, I usually get autographs at like conventions and stuff. And, you know, that's where somebody's sitting at a table and you go up and they've got a whole selection of pictures that you can pick from. This is more like, you know, we we were standing next to a barricade and the team walked by and people were holding out stuff. (laughs) And so I needed I was trying to think of like, oh, what can I bring? You know, the typical thing you'd see is like hockey cards or something like that. Uh, And I just I you know, that's not something I collect. So I don't really have any. Um, And Uh, then I had this thought of, you know, wouldn't it be funny if I got some of the, some of the Leafs to sign the lights, sign a lightsaber. (laughs) And and it was one of those ideas that once I had it, I couldn't get rid of it. I I knew I had to sort of see it through to the end. Uh, And that's what I did. So I I brought my lightsaber that I built at uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, down to, uh, down to the event. And uh, when the team was leaving the ice, I held it out for some of the players and, uh, a couple of them signed in and a couple of the, they were you know a couple of the big players on the team yeah uh, you know the captain signed it John Tavares and then and, uh, you know sort of the star uh, defenseman Morgan Riley uh, he he like especially was especially into it and like because I, I originally just sort of held out the hilt I didn't I didn't have the blade in and he was like oh I want to see it light up I want to see how it works and and all this stuff so I you know <laughs> and then so I put it together for him and we turn it on. And he sort of waves it around and, you know, that's when we got the the picture. That's the the header on that, uh, on that post. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was really fun. It was just sort of something, you know, something different. I think, uh, you know, most people were holding out, you know, hockey cards and jerseys and, uh, you know, pictures that they've printed off or, uh, you know, magazines, you know, they have, they have like a, a program from a game they went to or a copy of the hockey news or sports illustrated or something. Yeah. Um. Or trading cards or, or trading cards. Yeah um but uh nobody else there was nobody else there i can can confirm nobody else there had a lightsaber <laughs> and nobody else uh got it signed by uh morgan riley and john tavares which was pretty uh it's just pretty cool so now it's yeah it's a totally unique collectible nobody i'm gonna say nobody else in the world has uh has something quite like that yeah
0: so what kind of lightsaber was this like I, there's a lot of different kinds of lightsabers that that are
1: sold nowadays yeah so it was one that i that i built at galaxy's edge i went to savvy savvy's Savvy's workshop so it's like it's it's especially unique because like you know two people can go to savvy's workshop and build the same lightsaber but it's unlikely right you know it's unlikely you know i'm sure there's other people that built the exact same one that i have uh just because that's how it goes there's only so many options uh but it's 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 less you're less likely to see that particular lightsaber than you would say, you know, a Skywalker family lightsaber or a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber or even like one of the, you know, the twirling lightsabers that yeah. all the tic- that all the TikTokers have, um, you know, uh, so so it was, that was fairly unique. And, and then to get the signatures on on top, just sort of, you know again nobody else has anything quite like it and you know that's not usually a, something i really care about you know i i don't need to have you know the only one of something but um i i did think this was this was pretty funny and and pretty a, a pretty fun very small claim to fame
0: <laughs> i i bet you they don't usually uh sign a lightsaber you know they sign no. lots of things probably not a lightsaber
1: no yeah no i i, I think uh, well because when when morgan riley came by i said to him have you ever signed a lightsaber before and he said no <laughs> and then i said do you want to and he said yes
0: <laughs> by the way mandalorian is back on tv and i forgot that grief karga was like mando's kind of boss yeah complete because grief cargas changed so much mm-hmm mandos changed everybody man (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um yeah and but yeah that's a really cool story um i i loved it when i read that because it's like wow oh yeah that'd be cool if i had some folks like sign a lightsaber because yeah yeah, i I made mine at sabi's workshop last year and you know as you know dominic
1: it's such an incredible experience just the whole go ahead I call it borderline spiritual <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's really something special. Um a, a friend of mine was was going down there and and her dad was going to do it. I was like it's 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 incredible. And she's like really? I'm like no, it yeah. it genuinely like it, it was like yeah, spiritual. I yeah, I w- I
0: went in for a second time. Uh, I was watching a fr- I was watching our good buddy Eric Wall uh, do his lightsaber. Yeah. And a couple of his friends, or like another of his friends, but um, that was like the day after I did mine, mm-hmm. and so my when when I was with Eric, they did it during the daytime. But I did mine at night. Now Same. that's that's the best, Dominic. That's the best because you know the kind of you know the, the cast members there. They're giving you this one. Okay, you're hiding from the first story. It's this like secret shady underbelly. Let's go take you into the back now. And then you're in this really dark room, like building a lightsaber and a lot, a lot of stuff's happening and it's, it's sort of like an underground kind of thing is, you know, what they're playing at. And at night you just feel it, man. You, you feel the immersion so much and I think it's just, it just makes it extra special. It does.
1: It does. It's, it's a really, uh, you know, it's the kind of experience that, um, could have been really sort of cheesy and 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 that sort of thing but they they really did a great job at making it uh, special.
0: Oh man. Oh man, good stuff. Um so I want to talk about just a couple more things uh, uh, real sure. quick. Um but um I a little birdie told me, uh, aka you told me before that we recorded this that you saw Ant, <laughs> you that you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yes. I saw I saw that movie too, Dominic. I saw it nice. last weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. What would you think?
0: I, it, I was about to ask you the same question. Um, <laughs> it, amazing! I love it. Jonathan yeah. Majors is a beast. Yes. Oh my god! Like. Why do I get the feeling that Avengers: The Kang Dynasty is going to be like my favorite movie, yet? one of my favorite movies ever? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want more Kang, and I need him now because yeah. you know we we got the variant in Loki season one, and now that we have, you know, this Kang being in Ant Man, I, I I have a fond, a, a soft spot for the Ant Man films. I I've always loved them, and. Oh my, sorry, I'm so sorry. I think that's um the, what's his, Dr. Pershing. Oh, that's Dr. Pershing on screen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> sorry, watching Mandalorian in the background. Um, I, I forgot, and then uh, Werner Herzog. My God, it's been so long, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, about Ant-Man. So I've always had a soft spot for these films. I I loved it when they introduced, you know, Evangeline Lilly, the Wasp. I love that, that Scott Lang's daughter is now a teenager. Mm-hmm. And now she's basically like an activist out there yeah. and, you know, being all techie and then she caused chaos with the quantum realm and whatnot. And just learning. Now, it was cool to, to see the parents again, you know, the, the old folks there. Um, yeah, you know, and Shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer. She did amazing in this movie, mm. um, but just being able to see this like new kind of universe, this quantum realm and seeing these different civilizations and how they interact with basically aliens which are ant-man wasp you know the whole family and i think you know it's fascinating and it doesn't really take place on you know their earth Mm -hmm. so it just makes it unique and i really it made for some really breathtaking visuals like i really enjoyed that as well and of course it's a marvel film so you know it's going to have humor and action and all that like obviously this is i i love almost every Marvel film because of that, even though some folks critics may hate it nowadays. But um,
1: yeah, I, was, I, I think I
0: it's was, a let me let me conclude by saying this real yeah. quick. I think it's a fantastic start to phase five. It makes me hyped to see what we'll get next.
1: Yeah, I, I was so surprised that, that this movie was getting such mixed reviews because yeah. when I when I saw it like. So <laughs> the, the last movie I saw in theaters before this was Avatar and oh during avatar i had a little snooze um so <laughs> I, I, I when i was watching this i was so like enthralled with the movie from like start to finish that like usually you know at some point during a movie you kind of look around the theater and you, you, yeah. you know uh, you know you get a little distracted by stuff i was like just like eyes forward the whole time and my like, <laughs> friends that i went with uh Apparently they had been getting like really annoyed because so many people were using their phones during the movie and like their phones Mm. had been like on full brightness and they're like Uh, texting and whatever. And like, normally that would annoy me too, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even notice. I was so like (laughs) locked in on what was going on on screen locked into this story. Uh, And yeah, I just, I thought it was really, really fun. And, and uh, just like a great, a great, you know, classic Marvel flick. Um, that you know was was yeah just just a lot of fun to watch from from start to finish um and i agree i think it's like a, a killer start to to phase 5 and i i think uh it's a good you know continu- it continues to build sort of the the legend that is you know kang uh to uh to this story um you know it started off strong with he who remains now we've had the conqueror yeah. and and then of course the the post credits scene teases a whole Man. heck of a lot more what do you think about that
0: whole kang world and basically that i'm sorry that looked like the geonosian arena i I had to say that i had to say that and um what and and you know tackle the clone celebrating its 20th anniversary last year but um it i think it was so cool seeing all these kang's around
1: yeah i agree I agree. I, it, I I I thought it, yeah. I think it's a cool. Uh, I think it's a really cool concept, and I'm, I'm the
0: presence I had from Kang throughout this whole film. This you know version of Kang is this guy is the big bad of all big bads. Yeah, and like well, he, I think I think I think they said it in the film or saw it somewhere that he's not trying to wipe out half the universe. He's trying to wipe it all out. Yeah, like you know he's so he's different from Thanos in that regard. And that's so fascinating to me. I'm I'm so excited, Dominic.
1: Yeah. Well, when when Loki was airing, um, I was was still at my old job and Hmm. I was talking about that, talking about it with with uh, one of my colleagues there, and he is like a hardcore like into the comics. Uh, you know, yeah. loves it all, and so when he he started talking about Kang, because we were talking about the ending of Loki, and I was sort of like, I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite get what was going on with this He Who Remains guy, uh, and and it was only when I learned that Jonathan Majors was also going to be in more of the movies that I was sort of like, oh, okay, so there really there really is something going on with with this dude, uh, <laughs> and and um, my colleague was like, yeah, no, Kang is like he's like he's a Thanos level villain. Like he's he's the he's the real deal. He's 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 gonna he's a serious threat. He's a you know uh and and um yeah i mean talk about and, and just talk about great casting i mean you said it jonathan majors is so good in the in this and he's he's so compelling to watch and uh you know it's funny uh, you know in the final the final showdown between him and ant man it's like you know, there's Jonathan Majors. He's jacked. He's ripped. He's like, you, know, you see some of the shots of his arms, and you're like, oh, I see why this dude is playing a boxer in his next movie. And he's <laughs> and he's and he's going up against Paul Rudd. <laughs> and you're like, talk about a mismatch! My God, um, I,
0: I thought that, it was you know, so cool when, um, like, right right when the final battle began, and Ant Man was in his giant form. And he's like,
1: King. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Just
0: having that, like.
1: Get over here (laughs) yeah it's pretty good oh my it may be cliche
0: but i love things like that man oh so freaking cool man yeah
1: it's good it's really good
0: (laughs) i i remember for a while now you know because it's been a while since ant-man and the wasp the you know the the sequel to ant-man when that came out and i wasn't sure for a while if we'd ever get another ant-man movie Mm. and one of the cast members is like oh we might have it you know after we'll see after endgame Mm -hmm. um and we we just had known for the longest time until they announced phase five or and like all that stuff going on. But I, yeah, you know, obviously the next Marvel film will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three, and they're mm-hmm. talking about that like it's the finale of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, you know, Batista's saying he's done after that, and I think it pretty much sets this up as a grand finale for the Guardians. and I i don't know how much you care about guardians of the galaxy but um like like, i like i like them a lot yeah yeah i
1: like them a lot yeah
0: like our as james gunn uh does adventures in a different galaxy in a different universe with the dc films and what's going on with that having his final hurrah with marvel i what's your hype level for guardians volume three
1: it's it's pretty high. Um, you know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy One is a is a you know it's just a it's a it's a masterpiece of you know blockbuster cinema. Like it it does it so so well. It does everything it sets out to do so so well, and it's just really entertaining and really, really fun. Um I I was less into Guardians 2. Um I thought it leaned on some tropes that have become a bit overplayed. Hmm. Um, but I still love those characters and, and the way they were used in the, you know, in a- Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, yeah. I thought was really, was really cool. And, you know, I, I liked Thor Love and Thunder a lot, but one of the things I, I was a little bit let down by was that the Guardians weren't in it more. I thought, I thought from the trailer, we were going to see a lot of uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy on an adventure with Thor. Um, but the thing that got me really back into Guardians of the Galaxy was the Christmas special. Uh that that holiday special man was so funny. Heaven's uh, sake. So yeah, it was so heartfelt. It, it it was so heartfelt. It was so funny. It it recaptured I think the the magic of the First Guardians movie for me. And um yeah, it it was just terrific and um all the trailers for for 3 just look so emotional and and yeah. devastating and and uh, it looks like it's going to be kind of a bittersweet finale. We shall see. We shall
0: see. And then um, obviously Marvel's still hitting it out of the park with Disney Plus shows. Um, Finally, Bob Iger's had to be like, okay, cool it down a bit. It's a little too much, Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Calm, hold your horses a little, just a little bit. Settle down. (laughs) Settle down. (laughs) Settle down. Interestingly enough, they haven't done that with Star Wars as far as I know, at least what the news reports said a couple weeks ago
1: yeah i mean they've already done that with star wars on on the big screen so they didn't yeah. have to do it with star wars on the uh <laughs> on the small screen
0: who knows what's happening at the big screen anymore for star wars i i, I don't know anymore
1: <laughs> i'm i'm optimistic i'm optimistic i'm feeling more confident now I'm glad you I, are <laughs> than i was six months ago well that's good <laughs> yeah Yeah. but, uh, but um, we'll, we'll see we'll see what hey, comes of it
0: you know like like i told like i said before like you know they cancel the wonder woman film so that we could um get maybe we'll get rogue, rogue squadron be more in development now that uh, patty jenkins has some free time you know
1: <laughs> that's the hope
0: <laughs> so what do you think about this um this james gunn and peter saffron them announcing this new slate of dc we got superman legacy coming in supposedly coming in 2025 uh, they're going to continue the Batman series starring Robert Pattinson, uh, the Batman part two, uh, that'll be in DC's Elseworlds, and then a whole slew of projects announced for theaters and HBO Max. And so I think it's bold that they're, that's bold that they are rebooting DC for the 500th time, it seems like now <laughs> in, 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 the, in the cinemas. And, oh man, it, it just, it's bittersweet to me. It, it really yeah. is. Cause like, you know, they brought back Henry Cavill as Superman. He left the Witcher and then, <laughs> and then just to have, you know, you know what happened, you know, the rock trying to take control and it just didn't work. And then gun came, gun and Saffron came in and it's like, let's, let's do this completely new thing. And, yeah. and yet we still have DCEU films coming out. We have the Shazam movie about to come out. Uh, we have the flash. Oh, oh my God, Dominic. I want to see the flash. With Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh my goodness. We're gonna have Ben Affleck again. Loved him. Yeah. And oh my goodness. And then of course the Aquaman film. It, it it's kind of a weird time to be a DC fan.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm I I've never been super into DC as a whole. Like there's there's always there's a couple of projects here and there that I've really liked, but nothing that it, it hasn't grabbed me as like a an overarching you know, story the way that um, other things have. So I, I, I'm I, kind of ambivalent towards all of this. Hmm. Um, I think James Gunn and, and Peter Saffron have the right idea. I think you have to start fresh. I don't think you can try and, you know, continue what they're what they were doing. I do think you have to cl- clear the slate, and but I also I get why that's tough for the fans, the people that did really like those stories and really like those actors and those f- takes on the characters. So I I, I totally get why people are, are disappointed and upset, even though I think ultimately it's it's for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you though, I, I I'm I, I I'm I not to not to rain on anybody's anybody's parade, <laughs> but I thought the Flash trailer. F- during the Super Bowl, just looked terrible. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'm like, this movie looks so bad, and like it has all the elements to be good. But you're laying out there, you know, Batfleck and Michael Keaton and all that stuff, yeah. and and you know, connections to the to the larger DC universe and you know, Supergirl and all that stuff. But yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, look, the Ezra Miller stuff put a, a damper on it mm. for me. Um, I, you know, I think it's, yeah, I, you know, I, I, not to get into that, but, you know, so even putting all that stuff aside, mm-hmm. um, just looking at it as a trailer, I was like, I don't, I don't think this looks, I don't think the list looks like it's for me. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, not it isn't hitting me the way it, it was for everybody else. Cause I saw a lot of other people were really, really excited about it. But for me, I was just like, mm, no, I think
0: no. I'll be honest with you, if if Batman wasn't in this, both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, uh, I would, would not be interested in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's hard to be interested, it's in my opinion, it's hard to be interested in these this DC film slate we have this year because we know that, oh, they're just going to reboot it for the 500th time, like I just said. And it, it's just, it just never, like, what if, you know, Gunn tries his hand and for two years it doesn't make the Returns? Warner Brothers Discovery wants, and they just cancel that and retry it again. Like yeah. That's just what it's been for the past over a decade now, and it's so frustrating. As much as I love the content that we've had in DC, it's just so disappointing that they're just trying to chase Marvel instead of doing their own thing. And here's the thing, Dominic, for the past few years, they've been doing their own thing for the most part. They haven't tried to copy the MCU as much. They're like, oh, okay, we have powerhouses, we have Shazam, we have Aquaman, we have Wonder Woman, and it's just so disappointing to me that there's just that the new ownership, the new leadership regime at Warner Brothers is like, well, we need to have our own Kevin Feige. It's like, shut up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I I know businessmen are gonna businessmen, but it's it's just so frustrating as a as a dc fan to see this kind of thing happen it's like see you can criticize star wars and where they've been doing content wise but at least we've had we haven't had regime changes all the freaking time at least we haven't had reboots every few years you know
1: yeah that's fair that's fair I, I get that i completely get that it's hard to it's hard to get too invested in something if you feel like there's yeah. a chance it's not going to you're not going to see it it's not going to be seen through
0: so Yeah, I am obviously not as excited for the DC slate as I am Marvel. I'll support it if I can Um, but it's, yeah, it'll take some we'll we'll see where things go from here Um, so that's that with DC and then yeah, I think I think that pretty much goes into our next segment because there's so much coming out in the future so that's why right now it's time for the hype factor. Yeah! (laughs) hype factor time. This is where we talk about what we are most excited about. And oh man, my goodness, Dominic, there is so much to be excited about. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go for the obvious one, duh, Mandalorian season three. I just, (laughs) I I keep seeing ads for it during this Mandalorian ABC telecast, You you know, Mandalorian season three, like I, like we were saying earlier in the podcast today, like it, there's so much to be excited about, so much to be, optimistic and 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 just ecstatic about of all these characters we're going to see these characters that we could see what what kind of worlds will we see what adventures will our favorite mandalorian and and yoda baby yoda i should say uh, <laughs> what i was going to say my favorite yoda and then favorite yoda's of yoda's species and then it came off weird so i just said yoda yeah. um, and just <laughs> seeing what kind of adventures they go through but before I go to your hype factor, Dominic, I want to ask you something I forgot to ask earlier. Do yeah. you think I've theorized in the past that we could see Yoda's species be more explored and learn more about grogu and his kind and his upbringing and his species and do how much what kind of stuff do you think we'll get in Mandalorian season three in that regard more about
1: grogu i I think uh I think that's a definite possibility um maybe if not in season three then perhaps in season four or beyond but i i feel like there's been enough like alluded to and hinted at that um suggests that this is uh somewhere where they're going with it that this is going to be part part of um you know we'll we'll get to learn a little bit more i hope they maintain some mystery but uh i do think um you know we'll learn a little bit more about grogu's uh grogu's um uh, species and yoda species
0: i mean because i'm tired of calling it yoda's species <laughs> <laughs> i you know it's sort of like them calling him the child and now they have Grogu. Right. Um, i i wonder if we'll get like an actual name for it like how that'll be oh man so exciting but yeah that's my hype fact hype factor mandalorian season three it's been my favorite Star Wars content since the sequel trilogy. Um, so I prefer the sequel trilogy more, but I, I know I'm in the minority on that. But uh, it's <laughs> Star. No matter what you enjoy or what you don't enjoy, we there's a lot of options out there for Star Wars. A lot of stuff that you can watch. And I think that's what makes this special. If you want to watch Obi Wan Kenobi or Andor or Bad Batch, Clone Wars, sequel trilogy, you know, original trilogy, prequel trilogy, there's so much content to watch. There's something for everyone. And so, Dominic Jones, what are you most excited about? What is your hype factor?
1: Um, I I'm gonna go with I I'm most excited right now for the back half of the Bad Batch season. Ooh i've i've loved this season of bad batch so much i i think it's it's been a really sort of interesting it's painted a really interesting portrait of the galaxy and i feel like we've gotten to follow some really interesting and really fun characters over the course of the season that i i i've just sort of it's gone in such bold and interesting directions you know this most recent episode was was especially striking and there have been a couple other ones that it it feels like a real successor to the clone wars in a a lot of ways and it 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 is a successor to the clone wars but it's it's captured that sort of clone wars spirit and you know that means that some episodes aren't going to be for everybody um we've seen that this season and we saw that all the time on the clone wars yeah um so i i feel like but I, but I feel like that's part of the charm. That's part of the magic of the show is that if you don't like this one, well, the next one might be more for you. So I, I'm really, really uh, enjoying it. And the other thing is that's uh, also coming up down the line. That's sort of in the same vein in that it's Star Wars animation. Is that I'm really looking forward to the to the second uh, volume of Star Wars Visions.
0: Oh. Yeah. Do we know when that's coming out?
1: May the fourth be with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> missed
0: they missed an opportunity to have celebration during may the 4th
1: i'm just saying just saying (laughs) yeah i feel like they've come close a couple of times but it just doesn't you know it's there's so much that goes into planning a celebration that it just it doesn't make sense it does not it doesn't um that there's so many other factors that are so much more important i guess than (laughs) than going for the punny date as much fun as the punny date might be
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a great hype factor Uh, to be honest dominic i was expecting you to say Star Wars celebration because you're going to it.
1: I mean, I'm always hyped for Star Wars <laughs> Celebration. That's just sort of my general state of being. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you think of uh they announced that the next one will be in 2025?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh I wish they were every year just sort of selfishly because I love going to them, but I, I do think that it's it's for the best to to take a little bit of time off, let people uh save up and let the the organizers sort of um regroup and, and figure out what worked and what didn't. And, um, I, I think some of the best celebration experiences that I've had have, have been, have come, uh, at, at the celebrations that are the first one after, a, after a break, after a gap, um, celebration, uh, Anaheim in 2015 was that way. Celebration Chicago in 2019 was that way. And of course, uh, this past celebration was absolutely that way. Cause you know, nobody went anywhere for three years in between. So, uh yeah, I I uh I I I think I think uh, celebration 2025 will be, you know, extra special because they'll have had that chance to look at what worked and what didn't in in Anaheim and London um and and you know just you know try some new ideas. So yeah, I uh really uh oh, re- really excited for that.
0: That's incredible, Dominic. Um that's incredible, and I think you've been doing some incredible stuff lately as well. Obviously, the Star Wars Underworld podcast. I know. Um, I, I you guys were talking about the Bad Batch yesterday, and you were talking about like some like Hannah was like, I don't know, it's filler. I don't know if I like that, and and you're like, heck yeah, bring on the filler, you know? <laughs> And I, I love the dynamic that that you, Chris, Hannah, and Ben have. Y'all, you are all incredible people. I, I love having you. y'all on my podcast. I got to get Hannah on. But um, but but it's it's incredible. Um, so and then of course your blog as well. So where can we listen to the Star Wars Underworld podcast and uh, find this uh, half off the off the press blog that that we've been talking about?
1: Sure. So the podcast is available. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple podcasts. It's wherever you get, you get your shows. Uh, there is a video version on YouTube, uh, as well as the audio versions that you can just sort of listen to on your phone or, or however you listen to your shows. So just search for star Wars underworld, uh, on, uh, on wherever you like to listen to podcasts and we should be there. And if we're not, let me know and, um, we'll fix that. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then you can you can check out Hoth off the press. Uh the URL is dominicgjones.substack.com. So my first name, my middle initial, my last name substack.com. Uh but you you can ju- you can also just find the links to it on my social medias, yep. uh, which are at dominicj25.
0: I think what's so cool is because I know I know you like writing blogs, Dominic, because I remember when you guys were would post blogs on Star on Star that you know you would often like write up stuff like a your review of, you know, when we met for Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, you would write up your blogs, your reviews for it. And I think writing has like a special kind of interest and talent that just talking on a podcast doesn't always have. It, it's a unique, it's another cool way of voicing your interests and passions. And I think that's awesome that you have taken these kind of talents into your sub stack. I think that's incredible.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I I went from about, uh, you know, 20, beginning, of 20, beginning of 2020 until I launched the, the sub stack, which was in August of last year. Um, I hadn't really written anything about Star Wars because like you yeah. said, um, we used to post stuff on starwarsunderworld.com all the time. And uh, I just kind of got burnt out from it. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I loved I loved it dearly and thought it was just so much fun from about 2013 to 2018. And then from about 2018 to 2020, it sort of slowly descended from, well, this is still kind of fun into, oh, I'm burnt out. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I really, I'm, I don't know if I'm really enjoying this anymore. So when we kind of decided to move away from posting articles and stuff on on the website, um i've kind of moved away from writing about star wars just at all <laughs> um but i i kind of got the itch again last summer but i wanted to do it uh, i wanted to do it in a different way and i wanted to do it on on completely uh my own terms and so i i Heck decided yeah. to to start the sub stack so that i could write about star wars but i could also write about willow or i could write about yeah. the toronto maple Leafs, or i could write about you know whatever i whatever i'm feeling about it's mainly star wars but yep. uh, you know let's we'll sprinkle in some other stuff here and there
0: I I will say, you know, some people may say there's too much Star Wars stuff out right now. I think you guys at The Underworld are cheering, hooting and hollering because you have cool things to review every single week.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. The um, review shows were always my favorite. And so to basically just do that every week, it's like, you know it's it's uh i i don't even know how to describe it but it's just like it's you know it's like it's like sticking your head under the uh soft serve ice cream machine and turning it on you know you're just getting it like straight it's great
0: oh man now i'm craving ice cream thanks dominic yeah, you're welcome
1: <laughs> that's what i'm here for
0: um i've asked you a question dominic have you yes. played Fortnite? no I, i'm sure you've heard of it right
1: yes yes i know i know you've heard you, of it you, know, you I think everybody's heard of Fortnite. I can't, do you... I can't floss if that's what you're about to ask me. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I've tried. It does. It doesn't work. My body doesn't move that way. Can't do all the Fortnite dances, man. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it. I. I'm sorry. I, I. just. I don't. I don't have that level of dexterity.
0: I. I mentioned it because uh, the the Star Wars Underworld Discord page has been doing game nights and movie nights like every other Friday, and I think they're doing as at, at this recording on Friday they're doing. Uh, yeah. They're doing a Fortnite play. I, I would argue that you should join us, Dominic, and just like because it's free, you can play it on anything. Just see what it's
1: like. Or you know, you you, you tell Ben that <laughs> I I've seen through his his meager attempt to get you to try and guilt me into doing more more Discord things. I, you tell him I've seen through it, and you tell him that if he makes game night Pac Man, I will be there. <laughs> oh man what kind of man pac-man or chell either or i'll be there (laughs) or pong (laughs) oh pong yeah yeah i want to play space invaders (laughs) or galaga (laughs) yeah 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 that's that's where we're at or snake just i want to just move around the screen with a little (laughs) line that gets bigger when you eat a square
0: like we've gotten chris to play we've gotten hannah to play we haven't gotten you to play
1: dominic you know but those two yeah those (laughs) two like hannah's a gamer hannah's a gamer to start with and chris like chris has gotten into gaming in the last like little while i don't play i like genuinely i haven't i haven't played a video game in forever i used to occasionally play i had a i had a playstation portable that i got like 2006 and i would still play NHL 2007 on it. Nice. And, and I played it that way for I play, occasionally. I'd play I'd get into playing it like for a couple of weeks like non-stop uh you know every 6 months or so. You do and dynasty I, you
0: do dynasty mode of the Maple Leafs?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Um and then uh, the other uh, co- the last time I did this, I dropped it and I finally broke the damn thing, so I can't even <laughs> play that anymore. I always, I don't, I, 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 every now and again, I think, Oh, wouldn't it be fun to play Jedi Fallen Order? Or wouldn't it be fun to get one of the new versions of NHL and play <laughs> that? And yeah, do, do dynasty mode, or I guess it's franchise mode now, and play through all that. And you, you know, like, oh, I want to play Lego Star Wars, but I'm just like. It requires so so much more such, such an investment of time and money <laughs> and all these things. And I'd I'd rather go to Celebration London.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go to all these conventions that you go to. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd rather like that's that's like that's, that's basically your thing. it. Is instead of buying, you know, a video game or a console at the consoles, I'd just I'd rather go to, to these I... things and, and that's just but that and that's just, you know, that that's me. That's not a judgment on anybody else. That's just how I prefer to do it.
0: I, I'll admit to you, like, I never expected Ben to be hooked on video games. I've yeah. been talking about video games to Ben for years, and I never, ever, th- he, I, you know, for Ben, it's usually like, oh, I just played the Star Wars games. Like, okay, yeah. cool. You know, because, you know, Star Wars fan, Star Wars host, all that. But, like, I'm genuinely impressed that, like, Ben has been passionate about playing, it was Fall Guys, now Fortnite, and, like, playing, getting introduced to all these games on the Switch. Like... Yeah. It was so cool like oh my goodness um and so dang my attempt failed dang i i i, <laughs> I got close i got close this time and then <laughs> but um but yeah they're doing that over on the star wars underworld discord um and then hype function you can find wherever you listen to podcasts but um i Always recommend listening on Spotify um, because it's the best experience. And um, you know, we have these monthly episodes where I have a different guest each month, and we're talking about you know, various our various interests in the entertainment industry, like Star Wars and video games and superhero films and whatnot. And there's always something to celebrate in the entertainment industry, and that's why I love podcasting. So um we will be back next month with another episode um but yeah and uh, i just want to give a huge thank you to dominic thank you for being on the show uh,
1: it was my pleasure it was, uh, it was so much fun like it always is
0: heck yeah i hope to have you again a bit sooner than last time <laughs> and then yeah stay hyped everybody stay